Welcome to the Guardian Podcast with Ren Melbourne. My name is Harold Nickel. This week on the podcast, Ren will help us all appreciate the differences between DevOps and the systems team in Agile. Agile devotees will know that there has been and is a lot of conversation about these two roles. And when we seek clarity, we know who to go to. So Ren, as the person to go to, um, and for those of us like me who might be new to the podcast or even new to Agile, tell us what DevOps is and how and where it fits in the Agile process. Sure. So DevOps is all about what it takes to take, to move what the Agile team or teams created mm-hmm. and move it into production. Okay. And that has different meanings in different companies um, and in different industries because certain industries have um, release requirements, a certain de- extra testing that not everybody else necessarily has to do. Mm-hmm. So it can be a very, and often is, a very specialized group of people. Um, commonly, you'll see they're the ones who will institutionalize certain dev practices mm-hmm. so that they are common across multiple agile teams. Okay. And that helps to make sure that the code is easy to integrate, that you have common quality standards so that the code is clean and is truly meeting pre-production or production-ready standards. Mm-hmm. Um, what it means to be production-ready, um, those standards usually come from DevOps. Um, and, you know, those kind of things. But they're okay. physically the people that make that last push to move the code into production. So it's often a combination of production people, release management, you know, uh, some tool groups, things like that, Mm -hmm. Um, architects. But that's really their role. And when I say, and we'll get into this a little bit more, I'm sure, but when I say they institutionalize the tools, that doesn't necessarily mean they make the decisions about what the tools are. Because often in Agile, we encourage the Agile teams to make those decisions. Um, But DevOps is there to assure that they are done in a consistent enough manner that when the code comes to them, DevOps can easily push it to production without having to refactor. Okay. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah, it does. Absolutely. Um, All right. So now... At the same time, um, tell us about tell us about the systems team. Sure, the systems team covers sort of the front end. So when we start coding on a particular product or feature, all the way until it gets handed off to DevOps, and their role is often minimized to the system demo. By the mm-hmm. way, but really, what their role is is to help the agile teams stitch their work together and to make sure that the teams are fully integrating their code um, routinely and help them establish the standards and the practices to to integrate their code easily and consistently. So what we want to think of is um, the systems team 
is continuous integration. Mm-hmm. DevOps is continuous deployment. Okay. And um, I love the mental imagery of stitch stitching things together. That's uh that's <laughs> that's a very good way to describe to describe that function. When you're looking at multiple agile teams and you're integrating regularly, it kind of starts to look that way. To yeah. With you. Especially yeah. with your single branch. <laughs> so at the same time, it, it also seems like there's some, some similarity or potential overlap. So what do the systems team and the DevOps people, what do they actually do that's different? Right. So... There can be overlap, and I'm going to be apolitical and honest with you. In smaller organizations, it's often the same group of people. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, you know, we've talked about smaller, you know, software dev houses. Mm-hmm. Um, the systems team and the DevOps team are frequently the same group of people. Mm-hmm. They have tight handoffs, even in large organizations. So, for instance... Um, the system team will work with the agile teams to make sure that everybody is using the same uh, code management tools and the same testing tools. Mm-hmm. Again, they don't necessarily make the decision. They make sure it's made. <laughs> they yeah, make sure yeah. people are being consistent, right? Right. Um, but they're probably not going to get all that involved in you know where you store your artifacts. Okay. Um, and how you store them. That's going to be your DevOps team. Okay. Um, so it's, it kind of think of it as everything that's still dev and work in progress versus what needs to really go into production. Um, the systems team doesn't test. It's another distinction. Okay. DevOps sometimes will. So I gave you the example of a highly regulated in uh, company, mm-hmm. financial services, by the way, DevOps always, almost always has their own testing that they do. Mm-hmm. And the system team doesn't test. Okay. The system team makes sure that testing is done. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, and then, in, and to be clear, there are organizations who make an exception and they'll have systems teams do testing. But when we're talking about the out of the box, definition, the system team doesn't really test. Okay. So there are... that helps. (laughs) Yeah, it it did and it does. And there are boundaries, but the point you made that, you know, at the smaller companies that they're they're often the same, that that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Right. Now, I've also read that, that DevOps is a relatively new concept and that it combines or borrows from Agile system operations, and it sounds like that that's probably the case. Is that true? Absolutely. You know, and it's heavily DevOps as a concept. Um, I really get from Lean, mm-hmm. and it's become much more as Lean and safe so the scaled Agile framework for enterprises become more uh, adopted. Mm-hmm. DevOps is becoming more common and really it's a reaction to the need to to do continuous deployment. Okay. And looking at the traditional release management process 
and recognizing that that process does not allow for dev for continuous deployment. Okay. So then asking the question, how do we have continuous deployment but maintain all of our code quality and overall product quality standards that we have from Lean and from Agile in general? And the solution that evolved was to uh, replace tradition that people who've been in larger companies that often multi-spectral spectrum of release management replace all of that with DevOps. Okay. So for organizations that still have release management and DevOps and you're trying to be agile, I bet you you're suffering a lot of pain. Because yeah. DevOps is intended to replace all of that traditional release management processes and bureaucracy mm-hmm. um, and move the organization and allow the organization to continue its deployment. And that's oh. why people still struggle with it. Well, because they're trying to have DevOps and release management. Yeah. And, um, you know, you said it had borrowed from lean and it had borrowed from safe and it kind of begs the question, how does it fit? How does DevOps fit in the agile process and really, embrace those agile principles. Right. So it's it's not so much that it, DevOps borrowed from them, but it was more created because of the needs okay. of those two um, frameworks. And where it fits in agile is tricky because DevOps, we're only going to see it in organizations that are doing some form of scaled agile. Mm-hmm. And that, could that makes be, sense. You know, Dad, safe, you know, scale, lean, scale, scrum, right? Because you're having to take um, code continuously from agile teams, so you have multiple teams, right, mm-hmm. and push it to production on demand. Okay. If in organizations that have some scrum or some agile practices that overall are waterfall. Mm-hmm. Then you're, they're still going to have release management, and to be honest with you, they're still going to need the traditional release management okay. process. So release management does often does integration testing, regression testing, end-to-end testing. You know all these different. They do a lot of testing before it gets pushed to production. Remember, I said DevOps is very little because mm-hmm. the agile teams as as much of that testing as possible. Right. And if you're in scaled, remember, like in the safe framework, the agile release train does their own end to end, their own regression, et cetera. Mm-hmm. So when they hand the code to DevOps, they're saying, this is production ready. Not, this is almost production ready. You still need, need to do these three things. Okay. Very different. Yes. Right. But yes. if your Agile teams aren't knit together, they'll stay with that, they're not mm-hmm. going to be able to do that, right? They can't right. do their own end and They can't do their own regression. They can't do their own integration testing because they're not integrating. Right. So DevOps has a lot to do. And that's when we wind up really just being more acknowledged. That's really release management at that point. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And um, I'm glad we stayed with the sewing theme. So good. Um, knitting, <laughs> stitching. Yeah, good. All right. So let's shift gears and let's talk a little bit more about the systems team. Who are they? And how does this role differ from DevOps? Great. So first of all, um, the systems team in the two most common frameworks that's used, which is safe and lean. Um, and again, it's used in all the scaled agile uh, frameworks. Mm-hmm. Um, but in those two, it's not only used, but it's almost mandated. Um, mm-hmm. But it's and they refer to as a team in those frameworks, in lean and in safe. So it really meets all the same criteria as an agile team. Mm-hmm. So five to nine members, you have a scrum master, you have a product owner, Etc. Mm-hmm. Um, their focus is working on the environment and working with the agile teams continuously to make sure that they have smooth, continuous integration across the teams. Okay. And in doing whatever that needs to be done. So when I said that they don't usually test. I'm talking about testing the Agile team's codes, right? Mm-hmm. Would they test their own thing? Absolutely. They usually uh, typically have their own, um, you know, user stories that they're working on. They have their own experiments, or we call them spikes, mm-hmm. that they have. Um, and they'll be taking work from the Agile teams. The Agile team saying, hey, we need you to beef up this environment. We need you to look at this part of the network. It's too slow and it's causing us problems. You know, you know all the things that that us that can be blockers or potential blockers for the agile team mm-hmm. um, that are really about the environment and their ability to integrate with each other and mm-hmm. integrate into a single branch. Those kind of things go to the system team. Okay. Um. Some organizations will have multiple system teams because they'll have a system team per agile release train or in the case of lean, an, a system team per product line. Okay. Makes sense? Yeah. And those system teams will have their own kind of scrum scrums, if you will, um, to make sure that they are sharing best practices, that they are um, sharing common practices and, and um, guidelines. Um, you know, I think of some of the things that the system teams work on a lot of, uh, architecture things like data architecture, system architecture, um, solution architecture is often, um, tested with a system team. Uh-huh. Will this actually work in our environment? Right. And then the, the information what's learned is disseminated from to, from the system team and architects to all the teams that will need to use that. So you'll see a lot of new guidelines coming from the system team sometimes mm-hmm. that they worked out with architecture. Okay. All right. So new new software upgrades, things like that, mm-hmm. also will come from you often will be communicated by the systems team. And they'll say, Hey guys, your next sprint plan, can you add this upgrade? Okay. Things like that. It doesn't always necessarily come from architecture directly. Sometimes it'll come from the systems team as well. Okay. Now, this next question 
because you had said earlier that um, at some at some smaller companies that these roles were were combined, would it be possible to credibly make the case that the systems team really isn't isn't needed any longer? That DevOps is the new and maybe even better way to operate. DevOps by itself, I mean, often that's just too much for DevOps. Okay. Um, but again, it's about the size of the organization. So being um, really strategic and thoughtful mm-hmm. about how you plan the work. And the reason I say that is one of our major lean principles that goes across all of Agile except for Scrum is the idea of work in progress limits with limits. Okay. And if we are giving one team, DevOps, all everything that needs to be done for the environment, everything I just described that comes out of the system team, uh-huh. and then what I described earlier about everything DevOps has to do, it's very likely for most organizations you're exceeding your work in progress limit for that team. Okay. That's more than they can do. Um, and which means that you're either going to get really strong system side and weak dev ops, mm-hmm. or you're going to get really strong dev ops and weak systems, mm-hmm. which means, by the way, you're going to have a code quality problem. Yeah. Um, so the first one I gave you where you're strong systems team and weak dev ops means you're going to have, you're going to miss your time to market goals. Uh-huh. And the second one where you have weak systems, but you have strong dev ops, you'll meet your time to market, but you'll miss your quality go- goal. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Or you're going to have, you know, mediocre both. Yeah. So then you'll meet, you'll miss both your time to market. You'll miss some of your time to market and you'll make some of your time to market and you'll miss some of your quality goals and you'll make some of your quality goals in the third example. And it has nothing to do with the people. Mm-hmm. It's just the nature of human beings and systems. We have a limit on what we can do really well and be really successful at. And if yeah. we overload any one team, those are the three outcomes we can expect. And most organizations don't want to meet, miss their time to market or their quality goals. No. And that's why we wound up creating, we being the Agile community, right, created these as two separate teams and two separate functions is so that both could be successful. Okay. And they're both equally important. I, I I I couldn't prioritize one over the other. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm hearing you say that, and it's uh, it's not really fair to say that DevOps is just another or the next evolution of system admin or the systems team, right? Right. It isn't. Okay. It's way. It's it's more important than that description would give it credit for. Right. Um, DevOps is the next evolution of release management. Okay. Yeah. Um, and as a novice in reading different things, um, it's, it, it begs those kinds of questions to me and probably for others as well. And it sounds like, you know, that these two aspects of Agile, they're unique in individual purpose, mm-hmm. but, but 
at the same time, they're integrated to meet the Agile team objectives. Am I am I getting this right? Absolutely. They're supposed to. So this is one of the models that was, I believe, first codified by SAFE, but is now being used by other um, scaled Agile thought methodologies and, and thoughts, including scaled lean, mm-hmm. which is, um, and it comes by different names, but we're going to use a SAFE example, which okay. is the Agile release train. And the system team and the DevOps team are on the train. Mm-hmm. They're on the train. They're on the program level of the train, so at the same level as the release train engineer and the system architect etc. But they're still in the train. So when they do their planning, DevOps and the systems team are right there with the other Agile teams uh-huh. in the planning. They have the same goal. They have the same objectives. Uh-huh. They're held to the same standard. And Which means if they see what the Agile teams are coming up with, and I'm the system team, and I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> Our environment can't support that yet, guys. Yeah. We got to talk about us, the whole train, doing some architecture work so that our environment can support that. Right. Wow. Right? Yeah. That's a powerful conversation. Yeah. And DevOps has a similar role. Right? In, in mm-hmm. saying, you know, this is what I need from you guys so I can be successful. And, I'll, and that includes contributing to the planning and the design. Okay. And that's why they're so powerful and they're effective when you see them really following that this this sort of safe thought process around this, the thought leadership around systems and DevOps. And that's why you see more and more, like in like I said in scaled lean in particular, really saying, okay, one system team, one DevOps team per um, program team of Agile teams. Um, because they then they can all have the same goals and the same objectives and they're all working in the same direction. Mm-hmm. And they all are, equal, like I said, equally responsible and accountable. So it's up to... If, Dev, DevOps can't say, accept all this code and then go, I, I can't work with this. What the hell are you guys doing? <laughs> right. right? The whole old waterfall handoff mm-hmm. problems. <laughs> right. I'm going to throw this over the fence to release management and they have to deal with it. We don't mm-hmm. do that in the agile world, right? And so if DevOps can't go, you, t- you, you know, you guys didn't meet my standards. No, because then everybody goes, wait a minute. Did you communicate those standards? Mm-hmm. Did we have a conversation about it? The answer, of course, is no. Right. So we don't do that in Agile. There's no throwing it over the fence. You know, there's no passing the ball. Um, we're all into this together. Um, and that's why when we see these clearly delineated roles and responsibilities, it comes out in planning and definition, but we're all going in the same marching in the same direction. It's absolutely amazing what these organizations can accomplish. Gosh, yeah. Gosh, yeah. So, but, you know, before I before I get off of this this point and the differences, it's, you know, you've described very well the the roles of DevOps and the roles of the systems teams, but isn't there 
still potential for conflict between the two? Unfortunately, and that's where having clearly defined roles and responsibilities um, mm-hmm. is really beneficial. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, often, and, and that's not just between DevOps and the system team, but also between DevOps and the system team and the agile teams. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. So I right. mentioned earlier, DevOps institutionalizes the um, dev tool stack. But who really is responsible for making that decision? The agile teams. Mm-hmm. You know, DevOps, it's not a top-down command and control dictatorship, right? DevOps right. says, this is what you're going to do. <laughs> you know, they're consulted by the agile teams, but all the agile teams really have to say, this is what we want to do. Okay. This is okay. what we're going to do, DevOps. Will that work? Right? Um, the same thing with uh, testing tools with the system team. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to get into a situation, so here's an idea of an ugly handoff. The systems team and the agile teams were using a certain uh, tool for their artifacts. Mm-hmm. They get to DevOps, and DevOps is like, no, we can't use that. We, it all oh. has to be refactored. I've seen that happen, unfortunately. Um <laughs> That's just a simple example. Um, there's been others where this one still boggles my mind and it just felt like a turf war thing, but um, the system team, remember, institutionalizes the testing tool. Right. Again, they don't necessarily make the decision. They're part of the decision-making because the decision really kind of bubbles up from the agile teams. Uh-huh. And they institutionalize it. <clears throat> It goes to DevOps. We we are our code's production ready. You know, here's all our tests that we did. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. No, we don't like that testing tool. We're not going to use it, and we're right. not going to accept your test results. Hmm. Excuse me, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I know I'm picking on DevOps, but it's just because when we have those roles and responsibility conflicts, unfortunately. Where the rubber hits the road is at DevOps. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's release management people who are listening to this going, that sounds really familiar to me. <laughs> because it was the exact same thing that happened, happens on Waterfall. That when there are roles and responsibility conflicts, and these are organizational roles and responsibility conflicts, not individual people roles and responsibility conflicts, right. it always hit release management. That's when it blew up in everybody else's, in everybody's face, was release mm-hmm. management. We have the same thing that happens with DevOps. When we don't have clear roles and responsibilities between the system team, the agile teams, architecture, DevOps, it blows up when we get to DevOps. And then DevOps gets blamed. Huh. And the truth is, in both those examples I gave you, yes, Sounded like DevOps was being petulant. What was really happening or not happening? Important conversations were not happening during planning. Okay. Assumptions were made. Things were not validated. There was not consensus. A consist- I shouldn't say consensus. There wasn't a consistent understanding. Okay. Which is very okay. different. We don't look for consensus in Agile, by the way. 
Because if you if you wait for consensus, you'll never get anything done. So we don't do that, right? We make a decision and we go. And if it was wrong, then we learn from it. We make a new decision and we go. Right? We don't wait for consensus. But we want to make sure we have a consistent understanding so everybody knows what the decision was. Yes. Yeah. And when that doesn't happen, it usually blows up at DevOps. Yeah. So I'm I'm probably most sympathetic to that group of people to be honest with you. Well, the yeah. systems team though they have their issues. So why do we see problems with the system team, the system demo? Okay. When they have to do the demo at the end of the sprint, where they bring all the code together from the different agile teams to do the system demo. <sighs> Deep breaths. Um, <laughs> that's when we see so many issues and. The pressure is on. And one of the, you know, the health as a coach, when I know we have a healthy, agile environment, is when the system team can't integrate the code, they immediately stop, contact the impacted agile teams, mm-hmm. and everybody swarms until it's fixed. Right. If the agile teams aren't taking accountability, for integrating your code, mm-hmm. you're not going to have a successful system team. Okay. Oh. It, it, Did Rinja <laughs> say something controversial? Probably. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just it's just true. It's just true. And I'm sorry for slipping the third person, but I was kind of like imagining some of our listeners. I was <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. It's true, though. If the agile teams are not taking accountability for their code being able to integrate, mm-hmm. the system team can never be successful. Because they will be constantly fixing and refactoring code. And that's not their job. That's why I tend to be a little more blunt than some, that the system team is not there to test. Right. Because if they're testing the code, then they're going to wind up refactoring the code, and then they wind up owning the code. And no, the Agile teams need to own their own code. Okay. We violate all kinds of Agile principles and values when we start throwing code over the fence to the system team to fix. Okay. That right? makes sense. Yep. Right? And that's why I said, mm, sometimes they'll do some testing. It's not unusual for a system team to do some end-to-end testing right before they do a system demo. Fine. <clears throat> but it's not their job to assure the code quality that was delivered to them. Okay. Yeah, that that does uh, really kind of, you know, line out some of the differences and where the places for conflict could be. But And you alluded to this earlier that... Um, when the two processes are are integrated, there's potential for much better outcomes too, right? Right. So one of my clients that I've worked with, um, because we had a fully aligned system and uh, DevOps teams mm-hmm. with their Agile teams, because it's not like those guys are in a vacuum, right? Right. Um, we were able to push code to production um, from a single Agile release train every day. Hmm. Let that sink in yeah. every day. And actually, multiple times a day. 
uh, when needed. And so okay. we were making incremental production improvements daily. That's what you can do with a strong agile teams that are supported by a system team and a DevOps team. And they're all planning together and they're all playing nice <laughs> and bark to life together. And the code is, is designed from the very beginning mm-hmm. to knit well together and yes. to meet the quality standards. Right. And so what happens if what's, what the Agile teams are producing is production-ready code, then the system team's job, it can be largely automated, and there's very little they need to do manually to then provide pre-production you know, system level code to DevOps. Mm-hmm. If you got good quality, you can DevOps can largely automate their processes, and you can push code out right away. And some of the code literally, often I should say, literally made that entire life cycle in a day. Wow! So the Agile team would come in, work on the code. Sometime between noon and three o'clock, they would push it to the systems team. The systems team would do their work. They would push it to DevOps at the end of the day. DevOps would, this is all automated. (laughs) So DevOps would put it through their paces and it would go into production in the middle of the night. Wow. That's, that's, as you say, knit together very nicely. Um, yeah. Now, with the time we've got left today, Ren, is the advent of DevOps another chance to have a functional silo? And how can Agile practitioners help prevent this possibility? Right. Really good question. And the truth is, in the early days of DevOps, it was. Okay. And that's why, really, in the last you know, a few years or so, we've seen, um, again, through Lean and Safe, the move to put DevOps right there with the team of teams or the Agile release train. And so that they aren't a silo. Because when they become siloed, what do they really become? Release management. We're back to release management. Um and we're and we're ano right? We're agile in name only. When DevOps is off in a silo and it really is functioning as release management. Okay. Okay. For DevOps to truly be DevOps, it needs to be part of the agile team of teams. They need to be planning together. They need to be um, contributing to the overall design. Uh, you know, it, they need to be in the mix. Okay. Okay. And have equal accountability for what this team of teams is delivering. And when we talk about the team of teams, they're one of those team of teams, right? They're not, like you said, a silo off to the side. As soon as we do that, it looks very waterfall-y. Then we're handing over big blocks of code over the fence. (laughs) I just think it's metaphors, but, you know. (laughs) And what happens, we know, traditionally what happens is when that happens, we miss our time to market goals. All right. And we are at risk of missing our quality goals. Mm-hmm. 
Because the larger blocks of code that you hand over, the harder it is to test, the more easy it is to miss things. Right? Right. Right. Yeah, those are all, uh, you know, potential bad outcomes. And, you know, frankly, as somebody who's a newcomer to the Agile way of doing things, my first take on this topic was that it was simply organizational and functional hair splitting that really wasn't very productive or beneficial. But as usual, Ren has explained this to me and the rest of the Agile world tuned in so that we can all recognize and benefit from the strengths of both. So if you want to read more about this topic and all of the others that Ren has podcasted about over the last several months, you can do so at her website, and that is, of course, www.renmelberg.com. Thank you for listening, and be sure and come back next week for another edition of The Guardian Podcast with Ren Melberg.